Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. We are a podcast all about Dragon Gate and DDT, and this week we will be talking about DDT. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Sondre Bjorn, and with me today I have my regular uh, co-host, Yannick and Dylan. Hi, Yannick. Hi, Sondre. Hi, Dylan. I'm so looking forward to this. And hi, Dylan. Sondre, I'm so happy you brought me back on. You, one episode wasn't enough for you. We had to keep doing it. We had to keep going. And I am so hyped for this episode. I know we've got some really cool stuff planned for all the listeners out there. I know Yannick is super hyped about this episode because last week we had such a great time talking about Dragon Gate. And now we cover the dramatic part of the Dramatic Dream Dragons. And who better? We covered the dragon last week. We covered the dramatic this week. But the dream will always live on in us. And we have to keep going forward. So uh, very happy. You know... Much like Big Time Rush once said, we're almost kind of sort of halfway there to where we want to be, and we are well <laughs> on our way. Yes, and um, today we're going to talk about Dramatic Dream Team, the DDT, Pro Wrestling, and uh, we should probably, um, we will talk about how we felt about the company going into this year, uh, some of our favorite matches so far this year, we are two weeks in, and, um, or, no, this is the third week. Uh, we are three weeks in. And uh, some predictions and wishes from you, the listeners. I got a lot of good feedback from the listeners. Uh, and then at the end, I want to talk a, a bit about the sad passing of uh, Jay Briscoe, of the Briscoe brothers. The, uh, the sad, way too sudden death of Jay Briscoe earlier this week. And we will talk a bit about that at the end. I didn't want to start the show with that. So um, we will talk about that at the end. But first, uh, let's talk about what got each of us into DDT. Uh, Dylan, you can start with this because I think you are the most uh, diverse on DDT out of all of us. Well, probably the longest tenured uh, somewhat, although my this may be my villain origin story compared to last week overall, because I think last week was such a positive experience. But with DDT, I've definitely had a love-hate relationship with the promotion over the years. But when I first heard about DDT, it was around the era of your Kenny Omegas and Kota Bushis. And what, the first match I saw was the match where Iode Ladder won the, the title, the Heavy Metalweight Championship. I just thought, Man, is this real? <laughs> you know, uh, and they had all kinds of stuff back in those days. You had ladders, you had dogs win the championship. They would bring in news people to win. They'd have like five year old girls that uh, won the title. And I think there was a, one time she became like demonically possessed and started choke slamming people as well as a champion. So I definitely thought, okay, this is not the same kind of wrestling as Zero One or Noah or New Japan or even Ice Ribbon. Uh, it was something totally different unto itself. And there was a lot of great wrestlers that came through DDT over the years. And it ended up getting a lot of hype. And I think that's something you can look at throughout the entire history of it. I know its reputation is more as the comedy style. But at every point that I can remember as a fan, there's always been at least somebody who is really well known to outside fans. Even if you're not necessarily a DDT 
follower, you have heard of yeah. so-and-so, whether it's Omega, Ibushi, Hiroshima, Takeshita, you know, uh, someone like Higuchi now, I think, is, is well on that way. But the promotion, like I said, the style of wrestling that I love isn't necessarily always the same for DDT, but they always have something. And I think that's something Yannick's going to really get into. It's something that, really, that he really appreciates about the promotion. So totally. uh, from that point, yeah, you know, I, I heard about it then. Hikaru Sato and Ibushi had a great match in 2010, November. Uh, I was a really big fan of that. And I've always kind of kept a side eye on them because they always do pop up with some really cool matches now and then. There's some stuff that goes a little too far and a little too crazy for me as a fan, but, uh, you know, de definitely some of their sexual undertones, uh, I would say. But uh, I also, I, I'm not a super hater on it either, because I kind of always say that if you, even if the stuff that I don't necessarily think is that great, if you lose that part of DT, it's almost like it loses part of its identity if if Dino were to leave or something like that. Oh, yeah. so, and I think that is that is one thing that DDT is special that out of all the companies in Japan, DDT, even compared to like I said, you know, something like an Ice Ribbon or you know, companies like that, even DG we talked about last week. There's been plenty of comedic style stuff in, in Dragon Gate over the years, but DDT is on its own level on that end. So I, I definitely have watched it from from then and uh and definitely the last five, six, seven years since I started Eastern Lariat, I definitely have watched pretty much every show of theirs. I, I definitely every major show. So I'm a, a long-tenured fan, at, at least. Yeah. And Yannick? You know, those might be long-tenured, but I'm the the big fan here. <laughs> and But I'm only into the DT since like the start of a pandemic yes. to be honest because yeah. i've seen bits and pieces before but never quite got the hang of it and um then when everything shut down ddt did their tv shows yeah and they were still going like once a week and that was so good and it has I thought they got a pretty big reach uh, because, like, they were just were the only ones running. Yeah. And before that, I was just in the. They got a lot of international fans there. because of that. I think. Yes, and I think I think I may be wrong about that. Around the same time, um, on the Straight Wrestling podcast, um, shout out to Striga and Flosh uh, at this point. Yeah. And um, they did a DDT primer. And they that they told a bit about about the wrestlers and the, and the different groups they have going on and then I just saw a few shows of that, them and I was hooked and it yeah. was of course I always knew like well there's Yoshihiko and like the the image I had of DDT was that Yoshihiko and Ibushi match yeah i uh like i had heard of uh ddt for a long time and but only because of i was such a big fan of the golden lover storyline in and and i needed to research it uh <laughs> and i would i was a big fan of uh, kodai bushi and i got a i went back and watched a lot of his old stuff from ddt but i only became a regular viewer when uh, the, after the first cyberfest fight festival uh, actually, um, oh, wow. that was that was uh, the first uh, time I started 
uh, watching DDT because I hadn't really watched it regularly before that. And I was a Noah watcher uh, going into that show, and I've st- I'm still I'm still with Noah kind of, but like uh, DDT has definitely taken up that place that Noah was for me at that point, where I care more more about DDT uh, on the regular right now than Noah. And uh, I I always thought of it as a comedy pro- uh, promotion that did lo- a lot of silly stuff, and they do they still do that. But I didn't see how uh, how great the matches could be, and and I really learned that during the last two years uh, since the first Cyberfight Festival, um, and I and got really into the company and. And that's... Yeah, and as as Dylan said, you know uh, what I saw there because I was primarily a New Japan viewer back then. Yeah, um, I saw the great main events with um, at the time Masato Tanaka was the champion, um, yeah. or Tetsuya Endo and Higuchi um, fighting over the sword, but also the comedy um, with. Um, yeah, Dino and Honda, of course, yeah. but also like the new Ito Respect Army with Chris and Ito, or they had women on their roster. Um, yeah, that so is, you had Saki Kai and Soriano. Yeah, that is something that I always like about DDT is that they their roster is very mixed, uh, and they they are not afraid of having women's women matches on the roster. They are not afraid of having women fight. Um, the male wrestlers, and I think that is fun. Like, uh, yeah, and and also they don't shy away from like uh, hardcore matches, which also oh. brings a lot of um, yeah variability with it. But yeah, I think uh, DDT is a very uh, like diverse promotion that it, you will find something for everyone when you watch DDT, and uh, yeah. of course. Uh, I uh, I think we all have different opinions about how we felt about DDT going out of 2022. Um, you well, guys... not to cut you off, Sandra, I just want to say something real quick, because I can't let this slide anymore. We're doing a DDT show. We have not yet once brought up Andre the Giant Panda or Pokerton. I think we need to bring up the mascot influence of DDT as yeah. well, some of the absolute best comedic work that they have that even I always uh, love and appreciate as well. Uh, I yeah. think that the, the influence of that, and we talked about Yoshihiko too. He was another one that, uh, that you know, you see this at first, e- even back then you're just thinking, this is insane. But I thought it was actually very kind of cool and creative Yeah, as well to great. do something. Yeah. Do, do something like this. And it's led to many spectacular matches and moments. Uh, but I will say, since you said you were a big fan of Ibushi, which I think uh, we all are, and hopefully the yeah. listeners as well, I will recommend you. I don't know if you've ever seen this or not, or, or if any of our listeners have, uh, but I will recommend if you could find some way to track it down, if it's still online somewhere, uh, DDT's Apartment uh, Wrestling Adventure with, with yes. uh, Cody yes. Ibushi as well. As that was like literally the, like, the first thing I think I saw from the show, and uh I definitely was uh, very amazed by it as well. That many great and at times even kinky things were happening yeah. in that apartment wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I, Kota Ibushi is a legend of this company, and <laughs> there yes, is a the lot of wrestling. Uh, is 
Apartment Pro Wrestling is also must watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I always it's thought a, that they should do like an updated version of, of that. Uh, yeah, like, like a, they a do train pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope I hope they go back to some of those silly uh, <laughs> like uh, outside of the ring match types uh, again, or show or like special shows. But um, uh, going into this year, I think we all felt a bit different about DDT going into this year. Uh, you guys did a great review of DDT Nevermind, the last uh, big show of DDT last uh, last year. Uh, you guys did that on the Eastern Larry Patreon, uh, and it was a great show. Uh, or, I it was a mixed show to go, to end the year off for me, and it is one of the pro- problems about DDT is that it was a long show, <laughs> and. <laughs> Yes, I think this is a this is one of my biggest problem with problems with DDT is that every show of theirs feels like a long, big show. <laughs> like, uh, it feels it feels like, yeah, a lot. You always are waiting for the Higuchi match or the uh, the CDK tag match or Shun Mao doing their crazy stuff. But it, you know. And, Takeshita, of course. That leads into into a big point I have about them. DDT is a very honest promotion, and they have stuff for everybody. But that yeah. also means that they have stuff that you probably, or not, you know, even probably, surely won't like. Yeah. And they're very honest that you always know beforehand if you're gonna like something. And there's yeah. there are a few promotions that are so easy with to just skip stuff. And oh, it yeah. doesn't matter because it's just like the fun part. And if you don't like something, if it's not fun for you, yeah, it, it's it, the promotion to skip stuff. Yeah, if something doesn't work for you, you can always just don't don't watch it. <laughs> like fair yeah. matches. Uh but yeah, Dylan, how did you feel about DDT going into 2023? Well, there was a a lot of mixed feelings, I would say, for me. I think that at the top of the card, kind of what you said is somewhat accurate, actually, Sandre, where Higuchi, I would put up there along, we, we kind of, last week we talked about Yoshioka kind of gave his, you know, we ran through his title reign and talked about how great it was, which it was. And Higuchi is kind of on that similar level to me, where he's one of that the top tier MVP candidates in all of wrestling. You know, yeah. like, he's one of the best things going. His title reign's been great. Uh, we, we'll see where it goes going forward, but I think all signs point to it still having a lot of uh, legs to it. And I was very optimistic about him. I, I said, uh, you know, Whatever you have to say, that is one good thing about DDT, and I think that's something they've kind of somewhat struggled with over the last few years, in that when Takeshita was champion, it was always something you had to look forward to. And when he was gone, it felt like the there there wasn't that life raft, so to speak. <laughs> you know, like there's no light at the end of the tunnel on some of those shows when, when he was gone. But now Higuchi's kind of filled that role where no matter what's going on in the company, 
I think that they always have him to rely on. It makes you want to at least watch his match, and that usually leads to checking out at least some of the show. Like you said, there may be some stuff you skip. There may be somebody that like me that ends up watching everything for the most part. Uh, there's some stuff I will skip, I will admit that. Uh, but for the most part, I think that Higuchi is great, and the young talent of the company, I think, is a highlight as well. We'll yes. probably talk about them a little bit more, like the rookies and stuff. That's always very fun to see their development. The rest of the show, it's honestly like... It's in a lot of better days than where we're at right now, just in terms of the up and down of the cards. But hopefully they're they're now getting into some good things with a new year coming along. We'll talk about some of the tag team stuff that they have going on, so, some stuff with the, you know, I think that they're doing some things, and, and there's signs that they're going in the right direction. But I would say coming into the year, I was not very uh, excited about the company overall. I, I think that the title reign is great. And I'm always happy to see the young guys, but the rest of the company was really lacking, in my opinion. But I do think that we're already getting into some things where there are signs that at least there could be a good year ahead for, for DDT. Yes. And I think the thing is that uh, at, the start of, um, at the start of 2022, they were coming off one of their, like, a great year in 2021. Um, but and they, they, their momentum at the start of the year was really good, but they got plagued with injuries, and Takeshita went to a more part-time uh, uh, role when he went overseas and with AEW, and of course, he, Takeshita will do Takeshita. Like, but uh, you definitely felt uh, him missing at the start of, uh, when he started being gone. And it was always special when he came back. Uh, and of course, the unfortunate injury to Tetsuya Endo, which they capitalized on great with uh, crowning Higuchi, who is probably their best KOD Open champion in, yeah, in quite a while. Um, and uh, him having that great MVP level and, uh, run with the title at the tail end of the year. Or like the last half half part of the year, where and a lot of great storyline stuff too yeah. in that title reign. I love what Yannick said about DT, and that they're very honest. They're unapologetically themselves. Yeah, I think that's like a great point in their favor. And I think that's something. If you look at Higuchi's title reign, he wasn't just having great spectacular matches, but there was a lot of heart in them and a lot of story. And most of you know the the last one was probably the one where that ta tailed yeah. off in terms of the tournament win or whatever, but everything else before that, there was a lot of heart and story into it. So that's something we, we also have to take into account and give them credit for. And his title reign is still going. Like, that's one of the plus, the big uh, pluses of uh, DDT right now, is that their title, uh, their main uh, main title holder is really good. And, uh, yeah. I yeah, think... And... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> to, to interrupt you here. Um, yeah, and how I see the new year is that I'm very hopeful because, like, uh, talking about Higuchi, it's not just his work and how much heart he puts into it and his opponents put into it. It's also um, as much as the booking in DDT can be divisive, the main event was booked perfectly since the Cyberfight Festival. Yes, yes. And um, that's 
that makes me really hopeful that they get it to a good end. And I don't anticipate Higuchi losing anywhere near, but yeah. we have such a great reign we have uh, that we have to have in mind that it will end somewhen. And uh, to start off the year, they started off pretty strong. Um, this was... Uh, I thought that they started the year of pretty strong with crowning new tag champions. Uh, of course, the tag titles were vacant because of uh, uh, Naomi Yoshimura's injury, uh, so Harry Mao had to vacate them, but I thought it was a cool sign of change uh, because uh, when Shinmao beat CDK in the January 3rd uh, Corken Hall show, uh, yes. I thought this was a great sign of uh, like uh, maybe change in the tag division. That because I, as much as I like CDK, they they have kind of been the main guys of the tag division for quite a while, and I am. I'm ready for them to for the tag division to have some fresh blood in it, and I you know, think Shin Mao is perfect for that. Oh, totally. I've I thought Shin Mao winning uh, this title match was exactly the right decision. But I also love how they put this in the main event of the first show of the year because CDK versus Shin Mao is such a DDT match. Yes. Yeah. And like now, this is a match no other company put uh, could put on, and it's not like not even wrestling wise. Um, there are four really good wrestlers. Don't get me wrong, but the antics and the the chemistry is just very DDT, and I felt just right at home watching this. Yes, and yeah, we are moving on to our favorite matches of the uh, so far in the year <laughs> from DDT. And this was a strong start for the for the year. Uh, this main event, I thought, um, you put it perfectly there. That this was the a a perfect example of what you can get from a DDT main event tag title match, because it was comedy mixed with great spots and great wrestling, double pinfalls and all those like uh, things that only DDT can do. And yeah, you you were spot on with that. The thing I would say about that tag match is it was a super creative match. You know, you saw a lot of stuff, like you said, that wouldn't be seen in other promotions or anything like that. Uh, you know, a lot of the moves they were doing, a lot of the, you know, how they would even get to certain spots or pinning pinning stuff that they did. Uh, there was, like, all kinds of cool, like, there was this four-way cradle in, in there that, that yeah. was uh, really cool. Uh, and I like that. I think that's something we can always appreciate. Uh, I think this style is very reminiscent of uh, maybe a PWG style in a lot of ways, uh, you know, where it's like very much action packed. It's not like a, it wasn't one of those heartfelt matches or like a lot of psychology no. or anything like that. It was just this was an action packed, super fun and creative match. And it never tried to. And what you said earlier, Yannick, was so true about this match as well. The company, it was honest you know it, it was unapologetically what it was and it was a lot of creativity uh, behind a bunch of guys who uh, have a lot of great uh, athletic ability a lot of charisma and character as well i think that that's going to be something that you could look at and you could kind of tell right away what you feel about all of these people uh, these four wrestlers 
is that their character's work is really, really strong and shine through it. It's strong in that it's very in your face. You know, it's like you will know what kind of performers these four are right away. And you could tell if you like them or not here. But I think regardless of the style or anything like that, you have to praise the creativity of these four in the, in the match. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think uh, a problem with this match was what has ha- what had happened before the, on this show, because this here is one of the problems with DDT. This was a Cork and Hall show. Uh, and at, at the start of this match, it was at the two hour and 30 minute uh, mark, because the show had gone on for quite some time. And we had just like, if you watch this live, uh, I didn't, but I know that uh, I heard from some people that were inside Corrigan Hall, uh, some foreigners uh, that I'm friends with, uh, said that the crowd was very tired by this point because they had just sit, sat through a 30-minute draw between Sasaki and Doi um, and a otherwise really long show. Uh, some, something that you don't really do in Corrigan Hall. And, but DDT are planning to have an even longer show later this year in the Cork and all, which I'm really worried about. Uh, that judgment yeah. uh, five-hour five uh, card <laughs> they, they have set. Uh, and I hope the crowd manages to be alive for the whole show on that night. Because, yeah. At least they're honest that they're going to do a five-hour going to do a yeah. five-hour show. At least, at least they, you know? at least they are saying that before it happens. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But yeah. I don't want to talk about this match. But honestly, the match of the night uh, was the match before. That was Konosuke Takeshita versus Takeshi yeah. Masada. Yeah, they, Holy this shit. was a great <laughs> rookie versus veteran match, and it showed off how much like Takeshita. Takeshi Masara is. Um, I thought this was just a great match. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, like I don't really do this match of the year list thing anyway. Is but like yeah. this would be right at the top. Yeah, I, and I can see why. I I think Mas- Masara is showing how much he's improving. Which each, with each match he has, and it like Dragon Gate DDT has a very bright future, and Masada is one of the leading guys about of that future. To me, that was that was a match that was way up my alley, and that I really oh, loved. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the main event was something special in terms of creativity as a wrestling match. Uh, you know, like that's one of those kind of turn your brain off, just have fun. Uh, you know, type of matches. This Takeshita and Masada match was so great to me as a, a wrestling match. And I think that, that kind of what we said before is that they have something for everybody on yeah. their shows. And I think we, we saw that this was kind of the wrestling portion of the show, I would say. And Masada, he is my guy on, on all of the DDT rookies. I think he's the one that I just think is so phenomenal. And what you said about him improving is all true, but he started off great. <laughs> you know, it's like he's one, another, another one of those guys where right away you could see, hey, this is going to be a dude. And in in the case of him, I do think that they have plans for him to be a star. And oh, yeah. no surprise he's, he's facing... T- yeah. He's going to be the ace sooner rather than later. Like, he yeah, looks... Yeah. 
he looks like Takeshita. He gets the match against Takeshita. He has the gear like Hiroshima. Um, yeah. They know exactly what they have in him. Yeah. And I'm going to make that exact point, that he looks exactly, like oh, not exactly the same, but he looks a lot like Takeshita. He's got the, the great gear with, with the pants. Uh, I like what he, he brings to the table here. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. And uh, Takeshita, I think... That's one of the sad things about starting the show now is that he probably won't be a super regular member of the roster going forward. Like he'll be, he'll be around for maybe bigger matches. But yeah. Takeshita to me is one of the absolute top tier talents uh, in anywhere in any company, and we see that already. Even him in America and AEW, when oh, he's man, on the show, that, there's a spark that, that yeah isn't there. That Brian Danielson match. Oh yeah, like um. That of course the Brian Daniels match uh, it was just a cap. That was just a cap off of a great like first two weeks of the year for Takeshita because you uh, because on on the DDT New Year's Pro Wrestling Festival uh, the three thousand yen per seat show he had an impromptu match with Yuki Ueno, his faction mate that was. Uh, had a ten minute time limit, the time limit, and it was so out of nowhere that it got, and it was in front of like two hundred people in Itabachi Green Hall, and it was one of the most fun matches like I've uh, I saw of that show. Yeah, I saw people disappointed about that match, but they put uh, so much in these ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, people, but the people that were disappointed in that match were were like people that thought that that like if they looked at Konosuke Takeshita versus Yuki Ueno on paper and they thought oh okay this is going to be a match of the year contender because they are that good they didn't take in the context of it being in front of 200 people impromptu 10 minute time limit Takeshita just wanting to wrestle before he goes to the states to do Bola um, because this wasn't advertised. No one knew that this ma- this match was happening until Takeshita came out and asked for that match on the end of the show. After a great uh, Kazusada Iguchi versus Yuki Shida match. Also, yeah, these... another guy that they're going to look forward to, but I just wanted to say about that main event match, uh, I'm more with you guys. I thought that they did, had a really fun match. I get it that, you know, like you said, it was this unexpected deal. With the stipulation of it, it's, you know, it's probably going to go to a draw, but they're, they're such phenomenal talents. So I do think a lot of people in general are kind of down on Ueno right now, yeah. but I really like him. I, I, st- I still think he's really great, and I thought that w- was a heck of a match, so to speak. And Higuchi, uh, it's always good to see him in different situations, too, as champion. I'm a big fan of that. That's something I really appreciated about Takeshita, is that he knew how to wrestle against virtually everybody while still maintaining his ace aura and i think that's something that's kind of hard to do because a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll be stuck more as an underdog even in different situations but yeah. higuchi's another one that he's showing that he can wrestle many different styles as champion and now we get to see him in a very fun style for him which is taking on a young rookie which obviously led to yeah. the results that it did now I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it more yeah he's yeah. Unit, he, he faced his unit unit mate uh in harima yuki Ishida, who is just a little Little DPS flying around with his chops, and I I think he he's um, he's probably my favorite rookie in DDT. 
because of the just energy that he brings to every match he has. And he's a, he's a short guy. <laughs> and I will always relate more to short guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these uh, 3,000 yen all seats shows, uh, this is a, a tradition they do every year. Yeah. Yeah. Like one, one show with uh, the cheap seats. And this year it was all about like veterans versus rookies. Yeah, and all the rookies were on the show. And if you want to get into the uh, the DDT rookies, uh, which we all tell you are great, um, this is a really good show for you um, because we had all singles matches between Endo and Okatani, uh, which yeah. was good. Um, Kazuma Sumi and Toy Kojima wrestled Shun Mao, which was fun too. But like the last two rookie matches with Chris Brooks and Takeshi Masada. It wasn't on the level of the Takeshita and Masada match, but this was this one was really fun too. And then of yeah. course uh, Katsusari Gucci versus Yuki Ishida. I mean, stylistically, they're right up uh, the same alley, right up my alley, incidentally. Yeah. Um, I think the last three matches of this show are must watch for every ddt yeah yeah if you if you want like it's perfect for an introduction to like how the house style of ddt is kind of totally Uh, this was a small show yeah and it was (laughs) i i once again have to say that takeshita and yuki ueno a big match this match could have main evented like a auto city ward show or whatever like the, the and they did it in front of two hundred people. That is why it was a ten minute draw. Okay, and that is why it, like uh, it 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 was not a match that needed to happen, but it was a match that happened because Takeshita was on wanted to wrestle one more match before he went to the states, where he did Bola, two nights of Bola, and. The great Brian Danielson match on Dynamite that I'm sure everyone listening to this show has seen because it it is great um, and the best Dynamite which, match of the year and which is kind of insane because it was better than the final of the uh, like uh, that Triangle Elite uh, three uh, like trios tournament series. Yeah, the matches uh, on Wrestle Universe now too, with uh, commentary yes. of the great Taro Murata and uh, Yukueno. I would say you should watch the um, the fight version because the Wrestle Universe version is clipped in some parts. Yeah, which is a shame. Sounds possible, but. Uh... Speaking of Yuki Ueno, I need we need to talk about when he lost his Universal title on the next show after the uh, Yen show or no? Uh, next well, there was show. there was an explosion deathmatch uh, show in between. You shouldn't watch it; it was bad. Yeah, I, I haven't watched anything of it. So, but uh, we need to talk about Yuki Ueno losing his uh, Universal title uh, in a three-way match with Naruki Doi of Dragon Gate. And Daisuke Sasagi of being boring. Um, and I thought. You're right, match... but this is cruel. <laughs> I thought this match was 
fun, but I thought it only got good when Sasaki got eliminated. <laughs> I want to hear Dylan talking about this. Well, first of all, I'm going to put off talking about this for a second because I got some other stuff I got to say for first before we get into that. I, I will say on that explosion show, uh, the main event was awful. You were you, you you were right about that. But I did. I will say I liked the match which had uh, Sariano and Saki Akai and most importantly Kazuki Hirata in it uh, with Hiroshima yeah. and Yusuke Okada. Yeah, you're right. Uh, was, yeah, that, okay. that was that was a fun match and with all, all my favorites. Hirata is like my ultimate guy of DDT. I always want him to do more, and I know we can. But even as a comedy guy, he's so much fun uh, that I enjoy him. Arashima's in a good spot lately. Uh, even on that one show uh, you were talking about with the Takeshi Nueno match, yeah. he was in uh, that Pheromones match teaming with Honda. And oh, I know a lot of people really that. love seeing Hiroshima, uh, like in these goofy scenarios, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, uh, you know that's always a bright point. I also thought I want to shout out the tag match on that show too. Uh, you mentioned it briefly, but the Sauna Club and Sumi and Kojima match. Sumi is a guy that I really see a lot in. Uh, I think uh, he he had a lot of great chemistry with uh, Sauna Kamina, and I think that he's a guy that they could have. He's going to fit in in that group of kind of that Mao Shunma athletic, crazy guy, pretty much. I, I think he's going to go with those guys and really do a lot in the future. Yeah, I definitely open. That's yeah, so I, I really like that, uh, that whole deal there. Um, I also want, want to shout out uh, Kotaro Suzuki on the undercard of this show, who's now been a regular player. Uh, yeah, re- wrestling. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the match he had with Soma wasn't that great, uh, to be honest, but uh, it, it was. Uh, it's always fun to see Kotaro, a legend in the junior heavyweight scene of wrestling. But, I tweeted yeah. it was surprisingly good for a Soma match. Yeah, you know, well, for Soma's... a Soma DDT match. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I like Soma in Gonpro much more than DDT, and I don't know why that is, like, well, what that's all about, but I think Soma in Gonpro is, like, he really surprised me with how good he was. In DDT, he just never quite gets to the level I want for whatever reason. But, yeah, it wasn't a bad match, but I, I didn't think it was very special. Um, yeah. the, the, the main event, the, uh, three-way survival match for the title, you know, I will say that I definitely thought it was much better when Sasaki got eliminated. Yes. I, I will agree with that. Uh, I wish we had had more time with just Ueno and Doi, because it was, you can think about it, I mean, he got eliminated, and it's like right away we got to the finishing stretch. Yeah. Um, and I think if we had had more time with Ueno and uh, Doi, we could have had something really special that people are yeah. talking about. Uh, I think Sasaki is unquestionably my least favorite wrestler among any above any Pheromones performer. I will take them all over Sasaki in, in the ring. I hate him and all of his matches, and I never want to watch him in any circumstances. But I will say, and I got a lot of him doing this show now, this is the the double, you know, the devil's edge of the coin here because, you know, Sandre, you mentioned it earlier. I was really happy with the first episode. A lot of people were saying nice things, and and yeah. a lot of people were sending in great stuff. We're going to talk about in a little bit, but unfortunately, that inspired me, and that inspired me to watch more Daisuke Sasaki. So if you are you, this is, goes out to my enemies. <laughs> if you don't like me, you listen to this show. You listen to Dramatic Dream Dragons and you send in nice comments because it's going to inspire me and I'm going to get wrapped up in the cycle of watching more Daisuke Sasaki and that's going to make me just feel miserable. 
And that's yeah. that's what Sasaki does. He brings all of the fun out of my life. And watching him wrestle is just one of the most painful experiences anybody could ever have in wrestling. So unfortunately, yeah. that and I watched him in a 30-minute draw w- earlier this month. I'm very disappointed in myself for that, but I did it for the listeners. I did it for you, Sandre. I did it for you, Yannick. I did it for the people, and I did my best. But uh, overall, yeah, there was a lot of uh, interference and stuff as well, which also accompanies virtually all of his matches <laughs> as well with the damnation stuff. But uh, overall, though, despite all of that, I will say that I am pretty psyched that Doi gets this title, uh, you know, overall. Yeah. I think that leads to a lot of interesting things. That's one of the things I kind of mentioned at the start. Ueno's first title run a couple of years ago at this point, two years ago at this point, was awesome. He was one of the best guys in the country, in my opinion. This second go-around did not capture the magic of the first at all, even with him winning the tournament and and getting the title shot, which was a a very good match, but I think most people agree, one of the lesser title matches in Higuchi's title reign. And now, with Doi as a champion, you get this fresh guy who... Is somebody a year ago nobody would have ever expected to even be in this position? No. And now you have a ton of fresh matches with him as champion that you could do. And I still hope this has been this has been my agenda from day one of Doi getting a shot versus Higuchi because I think that would give everybody a fresh opponent, give somebody a big main event, and give give the company a big main event, and give us all something really cool to watch. So I hope that one day we can get to that moment. But him being Universal Champion, I'm totally down with, and hopefully he has a lot of great matches with other people not involving Daisuke Sasaki. Yeah, I remember. Is... Uh, as you remember, I always said I wanted to see Naruki Doi versus Yuki Ueno. Yeah, um, and that should have been this match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. totally. Um, I really liked this three-way, and I didn't even mind Sasaki that much, but what it showed was uh, how fucking good Naruki Doi is. Yeah. This this man is, is crazy, uh, even for his age and for the time in ring he served. Um, I think putting the, t- uh, the title on Doi is undoubtedly the right decision. Um, as Dylan just said, uh, Ueno's second run was really dry, and um, Sasaki would have been terrible. You know, Doi yeah. is the right venue here. This is not the podcast to listen to if you want to, uh, if you are a big uh, Daisuke Sasaki charisma head. Um, but I'm you sorry. know, if you're a big Daisuke Sasaki fan, what's wrong with you? Who's hurt <laughs> oh. you? But um, I'm not yeah. going to blame the fans for Sasaki's sins, Yannick, uh, on this. The fans, I'm not going to blame them. I'm going to question them. I don't understand it. If it was up to me, Sasaki, he needs to go, man. Get him no, out of here. I'm going to blame them. I'm but you're blaming them. the fans for this? I, 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 would, I would love a Daisuke Sasaki run in Freedoms in death matches. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I actually think that would be fun. I actually think that 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 Daisuke Sasaki could have really fun have really fun death matches. Um, I just wanted to see this man get beat up and, and smashed with oh yeah. light. Yeah, that, that, that's totally the big part about it. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on this. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, winning is the absolute correct choice, and uh, I don't know if you guys kn- knew about this, but uh, on the All Japan show from this past weekend, he came out 
in the 2AW square, a Dragon Gate signed wrestler came out to wrestle a ring in the Old Japan ring in the 2AW square holding a DDT title. And I um, think he that is signed with Dragon Gate. He's a freelance. Well, he has a, he has a freelance contract with them. Yeah. He, he's a regular with Dragon but Gate. But I know what he means. Yeah. It's, but it, he's it, another it's... guy where, right. kind of similar to, to Yamato, where Yamato had that US excursion. And he came back with, a, like, really revitalized and doing some of, his, some of his best work in a long yeah. time. Dory, if he had stayed at Dragon Gate, he would have been a guy I personally probably wouldn't have been that exi- excited about. Uh, him him in gold class was not anything that was lighting my world on fire, uh, oh. to be honest with you. I think him go, getting out and doing different things has now really revitalized him as well. And I think he's doing some of the, the best work we've seen in a long time from him. Yeah, and... Um... Maybe um, this can lead to uh, Naruki Doi defending the Universal title on the Dragon Gate show. That would be cool. Yeah, uh, but first he needs to defend against Conan. Um, even though he's Damnation, I'm really excited for this match. Yeah, uh, Doi and Conan can be a great match. That will happen in Nagoya on the 18th of February. February. Uh, so that is a great match to coming up uh, in the future. Uh, is it Nagoya Toy's hometown? I don't know. Is it? I can look that up. Uh, it's but, it's uh, Nagoya or Osaka, I think. But uh, upcoming right now, we have a lot. Uh, next week, I will be back into, and I don't know if oh. you guys will be here, but we will He's be. Uh, okay, yeah. We will we will be previewing the upcoming. KOD uh, matches or t- title matches on next weekend uh, between um, Ma- um, oh I always struggle with these these two names Maguto Rishi and Shihora Shihori Ashai <laughs> challenging uh, Shun Mao for the KOD tag titles on January 29th in Korken and also the main event Kasusara Iguchi making his defense of the KLD Openweight Championship versus Yuji Hino. So that will be, I will be previewing that next week um, because it's next weekend. Well, I have a couple of things to say about this. Uh, First of all, I don't like how, I think you, are you exposing yourself, Sadre, as a secret Sasaki fan trying to push me away? After that rant, I went on trying to question if I'm going to be oh, here. Is my future week? You deserve a break next week if, since it's has, <laughs> has my future been up in the air already? That's that we're we're already working a storyline here we, in, in dramatic dreams, dragons right now. But I will say, uh, Oishi and Asahi, they yeah. are my guys because all of these guys and Hino as well. Uh, all Omega. of these guys, yeah, exactly. Uh, they all started. In K Dojo originally, which yeah. was that the very first men's promotion I got into all the way back uh, years ago, to you know, twelve years ago, that was my first favorite because I knew Taka from WWF and I saw that he had a promotion and I saw all these great people and like, um, you know, Hino, uh, Asahi, Oishi, uh, Madoka is now Hagane Shino. Uh, Kingo yeah. Mashimo, like all these great wrestlers out there that came from there that he trained. So this is a real nostalgia trip to see this faction in 2023 ended in pretty, you know, one of the bigger all, promotions. All, all, all going for titles on the Korkin Hall show next weekend. 
Yeah, so. yeah, in pretty major spots too. So I'm, I'm very psyched about this show. Honestly, Sandre, I think it's going to be a heck of a show, uh, and I'd love to see all of the K Dojo representation right now in wrestling. If we can get Bambi in DDT, that's what I want to be really excited about. But uh, <laughs> only a very specific group of fans will understand that reference. But if we get Bambi in there, I'm going to be super happy. Yeah, yeah. This there's still. This... Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No. You go on. <laughs> um, I, I want to go on on actually um, because there's still one match uh, I want to talk about. Okay. Um, which also is a, a bit about the old times, Dylan. Um, and it's the match um, of Tanjiro Takagi and Fuminori Abe versus Chris Brooks wow. and Takeshi Masada. Um, yes. Tanjiro Takagi wants to go back to the old times too um, because he told somebody because yeah uh, it was his birthday and like he wanted to feel young again and he said he'll get into really good shape and he'll wrestle like a wrestler again um which is honestly was it uh, a bit of a time uh, since he did that last um, yeah. and he presented a new a new tag team partner uh, and i think that was a corrigan so at that this was show so, on the uh, same thing with Doi, Ueno, and Sasaki three-way. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, at this show, we finally got the tag match. Fuminori Abe and Sanshiro Takagi with... What a dream team. It's certainly and a of team. Course, <laughs> of course, Abe is arguably the best wrestler in the world right now. Um, and... On the opposite, there's Chris Brooks and Takeshi Masada, which it seems like such a random match. Um, But this match overachieved on every level. I absolutely loved it. Uh, This was good wrestling and comedy and rookies. Yeah, I'm sorry for skipping over that. I totally forgot about that match, but I really love that match also, so... Yeah, that is that is a match that everyone should check out and more Abe in DDT. Like, please, <laughs> I I am I I'm not not the piss of any Basara fans, but he's way too good for that promotion. <laughs> and I bet hard... you wouldn't say that to a Sami Kodaka's face, Sandre. Uh, true, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but you you're right though. I'll I'll stand up for you, Sandre. Yeah, no, don't worry. Fuminori Abe, have him do more DDT this year, and I will be a happy man. Yes, he's a natural Wait. fit for it, honestly. Yeah, he is. Because th- this oh. man is so goofy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and Abe versus Higuchi. That's that's a match of the year contender right there. And Abe oh. and and Takagi are such good dancers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they I think are we've established. Answers. I think we've established a theme on this show for the last episode with uh, Strong Machine J's breakdancing, and hopefully Strong Machine F's breakdancing. Because if we're not doing that, what are we even doing in Dragon Gate right now? But we've established dancing with something we can all unite and agree upon in our wrestling. If there's dancing in it, that's what we love most. Yes. Yes. Okay, and then uh, we will get to the fans, or 
And the listeners has sent in some a lot of great predictions and wishes for DDT this year. That I I am so happy a lot of people got uh, sent in wishes for this. And um, I will start off with one of the best ones I've seen <laughs> from our from friend of the show, from a friend from one of my personal friends uh, for a long time in wrestling. Ashton Tush, Ash Talks Puro, his wish for DDT this year is that Harashima wins all the titles and reigns forever. But his prediction is that uh, Harashima doesn't get any important matches and is basically irrelevant for the entire year. That is a sad prediction, but it might come true, and I, I'm really sad about that. You know, it depends on how you put irrelevant. Um, do you guys remember the uh, the match was Eruption versus Harashima and Hikaru Sato last year? Yes. Yes. That match was awesome. And I see Harashima do a lot of work like this, which is a featured spot on the card, but not necessarily with the storyline. Yeah. And I think that will be Harashima's spot. So not that far from Ash, but. Yeah. Not exactly. His way too I, important I, I don't, for I don't think, like, irrelevant, no, but. I I wish I wish he at least will get the KOD match with Higuchi. Um, yeah, because that yeah. match is a match that I I really need. Uh, Higuchi well, has his best chemistry with Harashima. Well, I think we first of all before we get into this any further, we have to give a disclaimer here. We have no power to grant any of these wishes. Oh yeah, yeah, we so, have no power. <laughs> So so we have nothing to do. We can only try to will it into existence. We don't know how effective that's going to be, but we're going to try on some of these. Because I love the idea of Hiroshima winning all the titles and just reigning forever. I mean, that's not even a prediction for this year. So, you know, Ashutosh, you just broke the rules right now. Uh, right away, that wish is, is invalid. As president of Kaiba Corp, I declare this invalid right now. And I have to get rid of it. The reality prediction of Hiroshima being irrelevant... You know, like like he said, you know, Yannick, you really summed it up pretty well. He may not have a lot of great storylines this year, but he is a guy you can always turn to and do something great uh, uh-huh. in terms of just a, a random match on any show, pretty much. So he will yeah. always have a role to play. It just won't be a big one. So I, I kind of agree overall with you guys. Arashima right now is the, is in the Tanahashi spot. Like, oh, yeah. He, like, Ta- Tanahashi won't get any uh, IWGP reigns this year. Uh, but he is fulfilling a certain reporter's wishes, as he will be appearing in Gambari Pro as well very soon, as, as well. Oh, Harashima! Yeah, Harashima! Yes. Yeah, Gampro's own Harashima is coming in to <laughs> Gampro next next week. <laughs> that should be fun. But yeah, thank you for that, Ash. We I always love hearing from you. So, but that, I needed Ash. to take Ash first because he's a really good friend of mine. So I, and then. Amy, Amy Hay, fellow contribu- contributor to the Five Star Network. She's going to do articles for us in the future. But, and, she, and I have already, we have already penciled her in for a spot on this show one day uh, as a guest. But she only sent a wish, not a prediction. And of course, the, the Dragon Gate fan of her had to come in and she's 
Doi to take his belt to the US and face Danielson and more AW guys uh, in Dragon Gate this year. And I think Doi, fa- Doi going to the US with the belt should be that I, I need that also. Like Doi, Doi even said that he wants to do that. Doi will be a draw for their uh, LA shows yeah. they do over Mania Weekend. Because and they they're gonna they're gonna get the the 2006 uh, Ring of Honor six man fans, you know. Man, it's crazy how long ago that was. Uh, to be honest with you, but you know, there's no reason not to. To be honest with you, like you said, it's a good thing. Bring him over. He's gonna do some great things with it. Uh, shout out to Amy for sending in a, a wish. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I wish we had and, the power to grant them, but unfortunately, yeah. we can only hope that that comes true. Because I, I like both of those ideas. And Doi uh, having a rematch with Danielson again. Uh, a call back to the awesome Dragon Gate USA match. That would be. I would be happy. <laughs> uh, that match is a. Yeah, that should be a dynamite match. Like everyone. And more AW guys working in DDT has been something I've said for like two years now. <laughs> like ever since like they started working together, I. I I kind of said like, oh, like, uh, uh, AW should send send in more guys to try and get. And uh, now Kip Sabin and Penelope Ford are coming over, uh, which should be interesting. I I'm not that big of a fan of both those people, but I forgot that got announced. <laughs> but that should be interesting, and um, I I'm a bigger fan of Samurai Del Sol, even though. I thought the presentation of his announcement was silly. Was really silly. <laughs> Is Sabian gonna be wearing that bag over his head again? That he was doing at AEW. Has he stopped doing that? I don't know. Yeah, he stopped doing it. Ah, okay. Oh well, we'll we'll see how it goes. But I like the idea uh, yeah. of of more AEW people in DDT. Who who is the AEW guy you guys want to see there in DDT? Um, I w- really want to see uh, Lee Moriarty. That would be and awesome. while we're at the uh, at it, um, Ethan Page. Yeah. Um. Do uh, uh, will we do some um? Do we do some Higuchi talk later, or um, we will talk about Higuchi later? Yeah. Okay, because. Um, I will bring up Ethan Page later again. Okay. Well, uh, you know, for for me, I think that there's a lot of great talent. The one that I I think most would be benefit from a run in DDT is uh, this guy Takeshita on AEW. Oh yeah, Takeshita. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, think I think he, he might be a bit too small for them. You know. Uh, yeah. He's, he's a, you know, it's funny because he was like he. If you look at that segment, him and MJF had, he was way bigger than MJF actually when he was yeah. getting that promo. So yes. it's very, very funny. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I think you know, it just depends on the logistics of it with uh, Tony, what who he would want to give up because like it, it's easy to say, yeah, bring Brian Danielson over, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like let him do something. Just but... give us Miro. 
Miro, yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. That, listen, fellow Nashville Preds fan, right now, Roman Josie, shout Roman out. Roman Josie. Yeah, that's right. We have to give him his love on this show, his flowers. So if, if we can do that, we have to give Miro his love, send him to DDT, let him be the main guy. You're telling me him and Higuchi couldn't have a badass match? That's what I want to see. I, I'm going with Miro on there. Uh, my, oh, yeah. a, another pick would be uh, Roosh as well. Just oh, to no, see him be- no, beat up no. people. Want him to see him beat up people. He's been he's been awesome in AEW so far. One of the better guys, I would say. Uh, I'd uh, like to see him do something different. I I want Puck to go over and face. Oh yeah, that's a great pick. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Puck. I will always every time so it's talk about someone from AEW going to Japan. I will always say Puck, no matter the company. I yeah, I just <laughs> I Puck. Is someone I want to see. Him. I mean, the best friends are always a pick. Yeah, best best friends would rule in in DDT. Like they could fit so well. Yeah, if they did, if they were part of the tag league, uh, the ultimate tag league. I don't know if they're doing the ultimate tag league this year, but they should do. And I think best friends should definitely be a send though, sent to do that. But uh, thank you, Amy. Always great to hear from you. Uh, Marwan, uh, another friend. I'm only picking my friends so far. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, 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 Marwan came with some really good ones. Uh, He, uh, the first one, a prediction, is more Koki with Iwasaki in DDT. Uh, Now that he's done with Gambare, Maybe maybe we'll see him in DDT this year. That's a good prediction. I hope um, so. Yeah, I hope so too. I don't think it will happen. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think he's going, Yannick? <laughs> Tenryu project full time now. Um I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he um if he's seen in someone like All Japan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um but Going uh, DDT, going to Gunpro, going back to DDT isn't something we've seen. Uh, we've yeah. really seen in the last few years. So I love Koki Wasaki. is my absolute favorite on that roster, but uh, on the Gunpro roster. But now that he left, um, I don't think I'll see him in DDT. Sadly. Yeah, I I hope it happens, but. I I think I I side with you on that. But another prediction from Marwan is that uh, Yuki Ueno versus Kaito Kimiya will be at Cyberfight Festival uh, as the special Noah versus DDT match. And I think that match would be amazing if that happens. Uh, just going off their ta- the tag match. The they've already match. proven. Yeah, I was just about to mention that they've already proven in the tag match what they could do together. I would love that. I that's something I've always say on my my regular show on Eastern Lariat is that I think that a big thing that they should work on going forward is that there needs to be more DDT and Noah interaction. Uh, I, th- I think that they don't get nearly enough out of their working relationship as they should, being a part of the same company and the, you know the same network and all of that. I think that they could they have so many interesting paths they could take that they haven't done yet. And I definitely think Ueno, he's a guy that I would definitely love to see against any number of Noah guys because he's a guy that's really 
uh, not been able to get the spark that he had. And we mentioned this earlier a year ago. I think him wrestling all fresh opponents, that would really light a fire under him and give him a lot of great matches. So I hope that he's involved in something big at Cyberfight Fez as an interpromotional match. I figure, I mean, they've yet to really do kind of an interpromotional te- like title match or anything like that yeah. uh, on those Cyberfight Fez. It's usually at most a tag match. So I would love if they broke the mold a little bit this time and it gave different guys a shot. And that would give Higuchi another fresh face too if they sent a guy from Noah over to face him uh, you know, and have Ueno challenge Kaito. I think you could make the show bigger. And, and a part of it is they... they They've proven that they don't really have to have these major, major title matches. Just the idea of the show has really worked as a draw. But just as a fan, I would love to see Ueno challenge Kaito and bring in somebody like, well, let you know, Inamura take on Higuchi for, for a title. Somebody that could oh, lose so reasonably. But, yeah, but just have an awesome match. Yeah. No, we only have to, uh, the last two Cyberfight Festivals um, to go off. But True. I don't think this doesn't seem like a match they would really give us um yeah the only match i think is feasible the only singles match between ddt and noah uh, would be endo versus nakajima yeah to make up for that still, i still want to see that match to be honest I, yeah i mean that match should happen uh it it will be a great redemption for tetsuya endo to defeat the guy that knocked him out um and... or get knocked out again Oof, don't say that <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think um, I I really hope uh, they have more uh, like big interpromotional matches at Cyberfight Festival because that always feels like what that show should be about. Not like last year's was ended with a New Japan guy <laughs> closing the show. Oh, don't remind me. So like, like that. That it's yeah. Uh, another big uh, another prediction from uh, Marwan is that uh, Yuki Onaya will main event Judgment, the five hour Corkin. I yeah, I I definitely it's a pretty could good see chance that. to be happening actually. Yeah, I definitely could see that uh, that being Higuchi's title defense on, on Judgment, especially since it's in Corkin Hall. Um, and we all know that Yuki Onaya will probably challenge for the title after his ascent up the his quick ascent up the, the of the roster chain last year. Uh, another prediction for Marwan is that Kanon will turn on Sasaki. That I would love that. Yeah. Oh please, please turn on Sasaki, Kanon, yeah. please. I yeah. think the other way around is probably more realistic. Yeah. But probably. anyway, just get them separated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There is, a, there is, by the way, there is a lot of uh, Damnation TA, please disband <laughs> stuff here <laughs> in the predictions and wishes from everyone. And I um, think we all agree. I think we all agree. And another one is Harashima versus Doi in the USA. That is an interesting match in the U- on the US show. Um, I totally plausible, cool. actually. Yeah, and there, there, it's two recognizable names, uh, and it's DDT versus Dragon Gate. It's two of the biggest stars of those promotions in the 2010s, and and before that also. Uh, 
and I think that could be a good match on the uh, that would get uh, a Los Angeles crowd really hyped and probably bring some all some people that knew about DDT into oh Harashima is in a big singles match or or if you were Dragon the Dragon Gate USA fan you see Naruki Doys on this DDT show whoa I haven't heard that guy in, about that guy in forever and they they'll go out and check it out and yeah. Uh, another wish from him is that uh, Hideki Okutai this is a wish <laughs> I need to separate the predictions and wishes uh, a wish is that Hideki Okutani and Toi Kojima go to the next level on the card and god I hope that happens yes uh, Okutani is my guy he's more than ready yeah um, yeah La- give him everything Honestly, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, a great one from Kai Quinn is that, uh, this is just a prediction, is that we will get a lot of uh, good ridiculousness, like false count anywhere matches, bizarre stipulations, and Yoshiko, and less bad ridiculousness, like politicians wrestling and NFTs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And- I'm politicians are great, and Dylan agrees with me. I I did like the politician wrestling. I do think that it's, I, I like it was really funny the first time. I think we're getting at a point where I think it's yeah. worn out. It's welcome. It's, <laughs> a little bit. it's worn out. It's welcome by lot. Yeah, that may be fair. And but the the biggest prediction is that DDT will just throw anything at the wall and see what they what sticks. And I think in I mean, that's in what that they do always. Yeah, that is what DDT is all about. <laughs> so. That's a safe prediction, and I I appreciate you know you're you're gonna win at the end of this year, buddy. So I I appreciate that. Yeah, and um, uh, Kieran has a, a great one. Kieran from my Discord server, uh, he has a great one. Pheromones finally disband. <laughs> That's a prediction, not a wish. <laughs> but it's um... both for me. <laughs> You know, it can happen. I think it's more plausible than what um, Dylan from the uh, the Stardom Quest um, predicts, because he said um, they firmly decide on the direction for Disaster Box, Eruption, and non-affiliates. Yeah. I don't think that will happen. Uh, I'm of the opinion that Disaster Box and the Eruption will just fizzle out, while I think the pheromones will go out with a bang, and I wouldn't be surprised if this if it's this year. Hopefully, I I am I am so done with pheromones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I want to see more a more bigger direction for the units, or like have have more like unit warfare, like. It might just be the like big DD, uh, Dragon Gate fan in me that wants that, but I think that that would be awesome. Totally, it's just not really the the DDT yeah. style. And um, but like uh, Harashima and Yukio Sakaguchi team more with each other than like Sakaguchi does with Okatani or uh, yeah. Sakakai. And, and another one from Dylan, oops, uh, this is a wish from Dylan uh, from Stardom Quest, is more Joshis. 
like yeah <laughs> get get a Hashimoto in there more like ha- and ha- and he, he his wish is that Hashimoto makes a challenge for the belt i think if Mako Satomura could uh, hold the title Hashimoto should definitely like be able to challenge for the title i mean Higuchi versus Hashimoto Come yeah on. That's and we've already lot. seen what she could do in the All Japan match, uh, like and uh, how well that went for everybody. Yeah. So there's there's no reason we can't see that in the in the world of DDT. I think stylistically it would be a great match. So uh, I actually like uh, a lot of what Dylan said here. He uh, really gave a good idea for getting directions for a lot of these other factions and things like that. I know I think we all agree that we like the unit warfare and things like that of Dragon Gate and we'd like to see some more of that here. And in terms of getting the the Joshi pro wrestlers in, I totally agree. Like I said, even on those smaller shows, someone like a Sariano who is Ice Ribbon's champion currently, uh the Ice Cross Infinity champ, you see people like that get brought in and they can add a little bit of variety to your shows on your undercards and even something like this, which would be especially match very unique but in the world of DDT, not outrageous at all. So I think both of these are very possible and things that I both hope happen. Yes. I I really hope Hashimoto go, uh, comes in and, and challenges for the title. Another wish is Asuka Vene wrestles in the DO. That should have happened last year. This was a I wish from Cross. Uh, and this is a this is something that should have happened last year, but uh, because Oscar was on this great run in DDT, and it only made sense for her to be in the DO, but she wasn't. That she would have been a better one than Joe Janela or Ricochet Page. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, um, every match of that show on the Easter Larry Patreon, every match of that tournament, and every. Joey Janela match uh, as well, which to our chagrin, I think both of us will agree on that. But it did yes, happen. But none of it was as bad as the Sasaki and Endo draw. Yes, that was one of the worst matches ever, I would say. But uh, yeah, you know, Asuka, I would absolutely love to see her in any any situation really in DDT and she's shown too that she can wrestle in comedic style matches like with Akito as well in the past which is mm-hmm. a kind of a legendary type of match oh, yes. uh, you know in the DDT universe so you could put Asuka in any situation Venny whatever uh, you could put her in any situation and yeah. you know you're going to get a lot of great things out of it so Asuka in Dio I'm all for that put her in there let her have a great run and have a lot of great matches I have uh, a wish here from Henry. Yeah. Um, and he wishes for more Shunmao Super Encounter episodes. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. That was a that was a great little run they had there where they just like some street wrestling um and cut it into little episodes. Yeah. That was so much fun and is like the essence of DDT and I hope something like something regular like this comes back. Um Yeah. Yeah. DDT isn't only in the ring, boys. I I like this prediction from Mark Randall. Uh, Ibuchi uh Kota Ibushi has a match in DDT. Wow, that's <laughs> that's a prediction, but I it's not I think that would be more of a wish because I don't think that's happening. I think the chances are bigger that he has a, a match in Gun Pro than 
one in DDT. Yeah, maybe that is that is possible. I think um, we don't know where Kota Ibushi, what Kota Ibushi's future is right now. That is that is one of the mysteries that will keep going this whole year because until he shows up where he shows up because everyone wants him everywhere and he and he tweets uh, about going everywhere. <laughs> like like he is a mystery of it of a person right now. And it's interesting that he specifically said on Twitter that he didn't want to wrestle a DDT again uh, on there, which, uh, you know, that can be mean good or bad things because he's a wrestler. So you have to, you have to understand that when it comes to these wrestlers tweeting sometimes. But yeah, he, he said that he wouldn't wrestle there, but you never can tell. Uh, overall, that could just be, that could be a bigger sign that he wants to go there than, than anything else in the crazy world of wrestling. But Ibushi... We just don't know where he's at right now. Um, I've, you know, the rumors are that he's definitely wanted by a lot of these companies, and even yeah. somewhere like Noah, which is kind of DDT adjacent, at least you could see something happening with, and you could see that they've. If you look at Noah, this isn't a Noah show, but if you look at all the stuff they've done with this Muto retirement deal in the next couple of months, you could you know that they're trying to make a big move for this year. So I can honestly see him going to Noah. DDT, I don't write off completely, even though he said it. But I mean, if you look at his statement, uh, he he wasn't very positive on going there on his own Twitter. But like I said, that could all just be a smokescreen, so to speak, to make it more surprising if he does come. Another good one from uh, Mark Randall is that Takeshita defends an AEW title on the DDT show. Now that's that is a, I I think. If uh, Takeshita wins the All-Atlantic All title, I think yeah, he should definitely defend it on TDT. Yeah, totally. I think if he wins a title, that's a given. Yeah. And he will if, win a title. If TK lets him, of course. <laughs> and I hope he lets him. Um, they, they, he lets Park defend it on like a random in the, in the UK, so it makes sense. Oh, random in the... It was in Red Pro. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. That's a <laughs> But yeah, what Yannick says is totally true. The question is, will he win the title more so than if he defends the DDT? Because if he wins the title like that, you could totally see that happening. Uh, yeah. I do think it would be interesting to see what they do with him this year. Uh, everybody kind of speculates the All-Atlantic, and that would be a great spot for him. I do think eventually, maybe not right now, even though I, like, if they wanted to do it right now, it would totally work, in my opinion, if you look at him in AEW. But I think a TNT run really fits him very well in that you see now with Darby, he's wrestling on all these shows over and over, kind of like the workhorse, and you know, there's been a lot of great matches that have come out of that. But I think Takeshita in that role of wrestling on every show, that's that's how he will get over most, in my opinion. I think that's something that I, I think is very possible you know, this year. Takeshita is already over in AW. That is, yeah. So it should be, yeah. And uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they did it, it would work. Uh, you yeah. know, like if if they did it like right now, but I don't think that that they're ready to quite give him that spotlight yet. But I think if if they did, it would totally work, and I I think they will be ready sooner rather than later because he's always uh, very beloved already by the audience, just as he was in DDT and still is in the DDT audience as well. Yeah, and um, another one here is um, Sak Kai in the Dio. I think uh, uh, from uh, Khan. Uh, Another one from my Discord server and a good friend of mine. I think Sake Kai in the DO, if if it should have happened, it should have happened like 
a year, years ago, but now she's more like entrenched in the TGPW uh, roster than on the DDT roster. Uh, so I don't. I think the the train on her being in the DO has kind of run away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really they're, kind of. Uh, you, you go weird. Young. They're weird with who they put into their tournaments. Yeah, as Yusuke Okada is not being let in last year's show, though. <laughs> you know, I see him not being in the Rookies tournament as a win. That is true. Um, but, you know, I, I hope she gets the chance. Um, she has improved, and I think she's a, she is better wrestling guys than girls. Uh, yeah. At least most of the time. Most and the time, yeah. I hope she gets the spot. She's and a lot of people has always also said that Kanon will defeat, uh, will win the Universal title. That is, hmm, I I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for that yet. I think if this year goes well, I think he could be at that spot next year. But I don't think that he's ready for the the single title run yet. But you never know. I could see by the end of the year, people like Shunma and Mao being groomed for that kind of role. Uh, and that would mean Kanan would be a little bit outside looking in. I, I agree with you, actually, on that, that one. I, I think there's others that would have to be there. But I mean, the one thing is, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but nobody's really been positioned as the next guy, so to speak. Yes. Uh, so that means the playing field is pretty level. So if if Kanan finds something, and I mean, we don't know what that is yet, but if he just finds something that can make him stand out and really get over with the fans, catch fire a little bit, catch lightning with a bottle, I think there's room for him to get that spot. Like, if things break right, I can actually see that happening. But I do think that he's going to need a little bit of help to, to get there, some dominoes to fall his way. Yeah, I think he'll win something this year. Yeah, maybe the titles. Oh no, Sasaki and Oh no, that I I regret saying that already, <laughs> because I thought about Sasaki and Kanon beating Shinmao. Um, but maybe that's something that uh, Kanon is missing is Michael style, as Pep said, but in his wish that uh, Kanon wins everything with Michael style. Of course, Pep's had to go get over Michael style. <laughs> Michael style is great. Yeah, everyone loves Michael style. But uh, Pepsi's prediction is also that Higuchi reigns until the very last show of the year. Uh, I think that is a solid prediction that could very well come through. Uh, I this because this is one of the problems with DDT. They don't have a guy that has that is set up to beat Higuchi yet. Okay. Uh, um. Should so Higuchi talked uh, now. Yeah. This is a Gucci title ring talk. <laughs> my big, my big prediction is that an outsider will win the title of Higuchi. Yeah, that is I, a good I can prediction. Totally see that. Yeah, and that's um, and I think uh, Ethan Page would be a, a great choice for that actually. Ooh, mm, I disagree there. <laughs> totally disagree with that actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think if there's. Anyone from AEW that would beat Siguchi for the title, it's Kanosuke Takeshita. <laughs> I mean, the chances are big. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, but um, I I like the outsider idea, though. I I don't know quite who, though. Um, it would 
have to be someone from like I don't see Doi winning it because he is the universal champion. No, no, no. when when it uh, when it is an outsider, I think it's a Westerner. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, oh no, not Joe. <laughs> Sorry, they've had Westerners win the title before, even Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Yay. El Generico and uh, Kenny Omega. Um, I hope it's not Joey Janela. <laughs> it's the worst case scenario, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but I don't think it would be somebody like him. I could see your idea of a Western guy winning it. Because yeah. even that Sammy Callahan deal, that oh. was like a literally a very minor, like two week oh. angle. Got it. Oh, yeah. There was oh. a lot of. There's a lot of goofy stuff going on around that time with Irie in a really bad faction, uh, like a, a going on there, Renegades, and it, it, it didn't it was work the out. Watase time, right? Irie and Watase. It was. Uh, you know, hey, listen, Watase, I gotta, we gotta shout him out on Gone Pro, like the champion. We gotta, we gotta give him some respect, a spirit of Gone Pro champion, a Gambari champion. But yeah, the overall state status of it, though. I just think that the idea of a a foreigner winning it is a good one, depending on who it is. I just uh, I don't know. Like, there's no obvious answer that that we have right now. I I would say so. That could really be anybody, and I think that would be lead to some interesting things. But I I don't think if a Western guy wins it, it's not going to be something long term. Uh, you no, know, no, no. And it, especially in AEW, like you're looking at a couple of months. I, I would say uh, most. Uh, something to bridge over to whoever that next guy is. So, you know, that that sort of thing. So it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But I do agree with what Sandre said earlier, is that the there's just nobody built up at that level right now. And then, like I kind of said earlier, it on the positive side, the glass half full, is that it's a level playing field. So kind of anybody, if they can catch fire enough, can look like the next guy if, if they go forward. But I did see a couple of predictions on here that said Indo was going to win it. Uh, yeah, I think Endo is the only realistic guy on the current roster. At least in the next six months. And he's kind of like the default choice, you know? For, oh, for yeah, champion, totally. Right? I wouldn't say it's yeah. a good choice. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Uh, I, would, I would pick somebody else uh, besides him. But uh, just it's at this moment. Totally. I think it's Endo. Yoshimura is the perfect one. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think he has a chance. Yeah, but I would like, love it, but I don't think they they're gonna do it. It's another one where he would have to catch fire again. If they could get get him to to have a great run, if he could have some kind of epic match or a memorable angle or something kind of funny, like remember a couple of years ago they had the uh, Yoshihiko and Takeshita feud, which led to the yes. greatest com- comedy match of all time <laughs> between them. If they could do something like that, I'm not saying exactly like that, but something similar to that, and he could catch fire in that way to the DDT audience, I think it's possible. Because, like I said, the playing field's so level, I don't think there's any one person you can point to and say, well, so-and-so, you know, that's not possible. Or so-and-so, yeah, it's definitely him. I think that there's a lot of balls are getting juggled up in the air right now in DDT. Yeah, um, I think one possibility that's out there. Well, um, I say I predict an outsider. I I think the most probable is uh, is Takeshita at the U.S. show um, on Mania weekend. 
Um, okay. I wouldn't count out uh, Kenny Omega, though. Oh. Hmm. Holding both the IWGP title and... Yeah. Hmm. That... Hmm. That would Japan be has been more open about working with other companies, but we've not seen them really do anything with Omega IBD. will be on that show. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, I agree with Yannick. I think he yeah. will be on that show. But I, I think that, like I said, if you notice, ever since Obaris came into New Japan, he's like the big shot owner guy, if you don't follow New Japan that much. Or not an owner, but like a president or whatever they had. He's really engaged a lot of different things than what they were doing in years past, and that's why we saw last year... And I mean, hey, not just last year, coming up in a couple of days, they're they're working with Noah once again. They're yeah. working with All Japan they did a show not that long ago with. We've seen them do different stuff. Shingo was at Dragon Gate last month. So we've seen them do different things, at least. So I think there's much more of a possibility of something like that. If it were two or three years ago, I would have said no way. But I think right now with Obari, he understands and wants to have more interpromotional working together. So and they've they've not really done anything with DDT other than uh, you know, well, actually, even Omega was not even really doing anything with New Japan when he came into DDT the first time. He was an AEW guy coming back. Yeah. So, but I could see that happening now. Yeah, I think I, I I definitely don't see it happening, but I could like I, you guys can are selling me on it. But I think it would be very shocking for if Omega uh, won the KOD. I don't think he. I don't think he'll win the title. Uh, yeah. I think that would be tough. But I, I could. I could see them but, working yeah, with him a lot more. Like least. appearing on the show. Yeah, appearing on the show that could happen. That I agree with that. Um, and I think this last one. This is a wish. Is a great one to end the the one with. From Mark Randall, a, the his wish is a partnership between DDT and Dragon Gate, the Dramatic Gate opening. I yes, please. This is something that, of course, we in the Dramatic Dream Dragons always will want. <laughs> yeah, and Dylan doesn't shut uh, shut up about this one. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's an idea that we would love because we cover both promotions. I think it's an idea that the fans would lo- love because their styles are so similar, um, in ring, at least. And I think we could get a lot of great, great matches from that. As Doi already just doing his his stuff has shown. The dream lives on for DDT and Dragon Gate to get together. But yeah, it's a a good wish. I don't know if it'll happen. I think, like you said, for all those reasons you just said, Sandre, it would be really cool. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know, and nobody really knows the goings-on of the the top levels of these companies, so so to speak. So we can only wish and, and hope and, and dream for these kind of interpromotional alliances and things like that. But obviously, on paper, it's a great idea, I would say. So hopefully, uh, all of our wishes come true, I would say, yeah. in the year 2023. Let's hope for the dramatic gate. Oh, that, that would be a... Sh- that, uh, like... Forbidden Door was a great crossover show last year. If Dramatic Gate happened, I think I would be such a happy boy. And that that show would be my show of the year instantly before it even happened. <laughs> because I knew I would know that I would be on this show re- uh, reviewing it and talking about my two promotions. But yeah. 
this this week was fun. I we couldn't get to every single uh, prediction. I wish we got a lot. I'm really happy about all of them. There were there were a lot of similar ones. Uh, uh, like the Gucci. A lot of people wanted Higuchi to have a year long reign. Uh, a lot of people want to want to see more people get moved up, and so some people get moved down. One that didn't get mentioned at all. Even forgotten by our listeners, but not by us. Yusuke Okada. No one, no one wanted to see him higher on the card, but I really want. <laughs> I really don't want, say that. I really want to see Yusuke Okada higher on the card, but no one of our listeners said it. So that breaks my heart, Sandre. I love Yusuke Okada. That's that's one of my main guys. I want to see him go up. Have good fun and have great matches. Although he is a champion now, so yeah. he has moved up a little bit. Uh, but uh, baby steps, so to speak. We have to to look forward to the future. Maybe in a year's time, he'll be doing a lot of great things. But I, I will say one thing on the predictions. I, I looked some of them up as well, and I got to shout out RoboCop here for this particular one. Sasaki versus Kanan loser leaves match. So he doesn't say what they're leaving. So I predict. Kanan will beat Sasaki and he must leave the Earth. And we will now jettison him to Mars on an astronomical journey and he will never be seen in wrestling again. He will <laughs> visit Mars, be a trendsetter, he'll live a great life, but he will not be wrestling anymore. I, so I, that's how I interpreted that prediction. A loser leaves the Earth match between Kanan and Daisuke Sasaki. And I think if that happens, that will be another, uh, you know, an innovation that DDT has brought us again. And now we will see Sasaki on Mars. You could be really mean and, and say loser has to leave, uh, has to join Britress. Now, no, nobody dislikes Sasaki more than me, but I'm not, I'm not going to wish that on people. Yanaka <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, even I have, so I, I have to, you know, we have to draw the line somewhere. And that's where I draw it. Mars is where he's going. I'm not I'm not going to put him over there in Brit He's going to go to Mars. Okay. Okay. And with that, uh, I want to uh, move over to uh, something that I think we should talk a bit about. Uh, is Jay Briscoe and his legacy on the wrestling scene. Um, and a legacy that I wish was expanded by uh, having ma- more matches in uh, Dragon Gate. Uh, because I looked uh, up yesterday, um, I looked up yesterday if he had had any Dragon Gate matches or DDT matches. He had ne- never had a DDT match, and the only Dragon Gate matches he has had has been on the ROH crossover shows. Um, and but I found some great uh, matches between uh, him and his brother Mark Briscoe versus Dragon System wrestlers um, that I feel everyone should check out to see how the Briscoes would have worked in the Dragon uh, Gate style style. Uh, so I'm gonna give you guys some uh, recommendations to check out uh, if you have ne- never seen these matches. I Highly recommend checking them out and finding them because I watched them yesterday and I had a lot of fun with them. So the first one is uh, the Briscoe Brothers uh, versus Kamikaze, uh, Akira Tosawa and Yamato in PWG DDT4 uh, 2010. So th- this was this is a 
tag tournament that uh, PWG stopped uh, doing, I think, called the Dynamite Duma Virealta tag title tournament, and or shortened to DDT4. Um, I think I thought this match was a great uh, taste of how great the Briscoe Brothers could have been working with Dragon Gate USA or in Dragon Gate proper. Um, and yeah, I I don't know if you guys saw this. I sent I I know I posted it a lot. Oh, um, but it it I thought it was a great taste, and uh, Jay Jay and Tusawa have great had great great chemistry in that match. Mm-hmm. And no, um, yeah, just an amazing performance. Uh, you know, especially around this time. The Briscoe brothers are obviously a legendary tag team, but uh, yeah. Jay always really had something special about him in these matches. Yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of Mark as well. But obviously, watching these, obviously, it's a little you know bias you could say uh, looking at it at this particular time. But man, he was just such a dynamic performer, so so charismatic. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. so, so, somebody like to- Tozawa is like a great opponent for him because uh, you know. And it really anybody of like you said the dragon style. Your point was very apt. I would say it's such a great thing to to see them wrestle. Uh, that they really work together very well. It's it's one of those great things uh, to see in this situation. We know that they could do some Japanese style stuff because they were a Noah for a, yeah. a very brief time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could do a lot of great things. And another one. This one in Japan. ROH Live in Osaka, two thousand seven. The Briscoes versus Shingo and Susumu Yokosuka. Or as the ROH commentators said on this show, on this match, that really just pissed me off. <laughs> they insisted on calling Susumu Yokosuka Yokosuka. It was it was something that annoyed me, but I I got through it and I I thought that that this match was the best match of the matches I saw. Um, yeah, it's it was wild how because the crowd was totally dead for that uh, at yes. the beginning and the match got so good and the crowd got so invested and yeah. you didn't even like notice when it happened you just got pulled in. Yeah, and I thought Jay and Shingo showed off some great chemistry also in this match because it was very hard hitting and. Another one where I just wanted more of the Briscoes in the Dragon System. And that is what I came out to, out of this with, is that it, it they should have had a Dragon Gate USA run. Uh, because I think they worked this out perfectly. And, um, yeah. It's, uh, I highly recommend checking out both these matches. Uh, if you want an awesome, a fun little nine-minute sprint, watch uh, from uh, the PWG DD4 2011 tournament, the Briscoe Brothers versus uh, Akira Tosawa and Kevin Steen. Another one that is great. Um, yeah, I thought that all these matches should be checked out just to see a taste of something that should have happened, <laughs> in my opinion. And of course, that will move on to uh, uh, talking about how 
immensely sad it is that uh, Jay Briscoe passed away at this young, very young age of just 38 years old. Um, and I think I think a lot of people uh, will miss him. He has left a big mark on the wrestling scene, and a lot of people have shared their favorite memories of him over the last couple of days. It happened two days ago now. Um, and yeah. It was a great tribute from on at the start of the show uh, on Dynamite yesterday. Fuck you, Warner Media, for not uh, letting them have a proper uh, televised uh, tribute show to him. It's stupid. Uh, we all know it's stupid. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's a shame. Because, it was a yeah. proper gut punch to wake up to yesterday. Yeah. You know, something like this, the one thing I will say over the years in wrestling, and, you know, especially back in the era before now, before this, you know, current last decade or so, you know, especially 15, 20 years ago in wrestling, we saw a, a lot of deaths that uh, were so young, uh, you know, overall. And that's something that we have seen a lot less of as years have gone by. And, and thank God for that, uh, you know, just for different reasons. But something like this is, just like you said, Sandre, so unexpected. And obviously, no matter what, this goes beyond wrestling. You know, this yeah. is a, this is the father of a bunch of children, a husband, a son, a brother. And, I, and that's what you see a lot of, so many wrestlers have come out talking about how much he loved his family and the quality that he had a, as a human being, which is far more important than him as a wrestler. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I remember, again, thinking about the Eastern Lariat. We did a show after, um, after a few years ago, after Atsuki Aoki, he had a tragic... Uh, death as well in a vehicular mm. situation uh you know somewhat similar and this always gets close to home for me because i mean i said on this show and i you know not to get too too down on anybody but this actually hits kind of close to home uh my blood dad actually died in a car accident as well um yeah. you know like and i i never actually got to meet met him but he's this long story but that's the first thing i found out is that he had died in a, in a car accident and something like this to, to to see how dangerous these sorts of things can be and it's something that nobody even thinks about a lot of the times especially in America you know in the Asian system especially Japan and and things like that um, public tra transit is much more common and stuff than necessarily driving and it's something a lot of people don't even think about but it goes to show that life is something that is so just precious that you have to yeah. really take care of and and you have to to really think about because i you know i i, I don't know if somebody had said this in particular because of this but i think we all kind of live like you know everything's guaranteed no matter what and, and yeah. that's kind of the, the reality of situation this guy was 38 years old it's like far too young to be going and um you know now but that's that's true of everybody and uh you know like that Anything could happen. We can't really predict the future, even a day in the future. So, 
it's yeah. very important, and that's been been a great message that's been spread throughout all of this, is that, you know, if you have people in your life and people that you enjoy, people that you love, your friends, your family, whatever, I, I think we're all a little bit guilty sometimes, just through the nature of life, nothing insidious or bad per se. But I do think there's a lot of times, especially when you see something on social media and things like that, people get wrapped up in like one particular thing and let it overcome it lets it define an entire person and yeah when you see that happen it's just a, a terrible thing because people are very complex creatures and that's just in general human beings in general shaped by so many different things in so many different ways and i think it's something that we all need to do a better job of of just being able to to not live with this negativity and hatred in our hearts and when it comes to people that we care about and we like for any reason, just like you guys right here on this show, on, uh, Dramatic yeah. Dream Dragons, and obviously all the listeners out there, and a lot of you, uh, maybe you never listened to Eastern Lariat or anything like that before, and you know we, we've been doing that for seven years, but I'm so honored and thankful to both Sandre and Yannick, and obviously Scott uh, starting this network. Through all of that, has really allowed me to meet some really cool and amazing people uh, that are part of the network and just fans of the show. Like I said, maybe never even listened to me on the other shows or watched any of my wrestling from way back when. Most everybody didn't. Um, but uh, I just want to shout out everybody listening to this. Uh, shout out to Jay Briscoe, his family, Mark, uh, all of his fans and friends, obviously. Uh, yeah. but I just want to say thank you to everybody listening to this. And uh, I hope you know, like on my Patreon and on my show, I always ended by saying, you know, I love you. And I, I mean it because all yeah. of you guys are so important to me. And I hope that's a message that I get out to everybody right now. And I really mean it. Uh, so hopefully everybody keeps that in mind. And um, yeah, and, and enjoy some of these great Briscoe Brothers matches that you can yeah. in the future. It'll be some good, a lot of great things in his career. Like one of the, one of the best talents, I would say, to come out of the American is definitely like one of the most prolific indie wrestlers. So, oh, uh, yeah. that's what that's one good thing we can take out of all of this is the amazing what? wrestling he brought us, and uh, hopefully yeah. everybody re- reaches that. When you when you think about ROH, you will think about the Briscoes and Jay Briscoe. It it's an instant. If if, if even if you have just watched one ROH match, you will think about them when you hear the words "Ring of Honor." But with that being said. Yannick, anything you want to say before closing? Yeah, thank you guys for your words um, about Jay. You have done that so much better than I could have. <laughs> and yeah, it's a yeah. proper gut punch. And uh, just yeah. now I feel so reminded of the feeling I had yesterday. And yeah, yeah, I... let's cherish the life and the, the connections and the relationships we have now as long as we have them. Yeah, because um, life is fragile. Life suddenly can be taken away from you. So you got to appreciate the wrestlers you love when you can, because you never know what can happen. Uh, because life, life can always be taken away. And it sucks. It, it, it was a proper gut punch yesterday. And yesterday morning uh and i know uh i've i love all the the that all of wrestling has come together and sent love and prayers to his family and everyone and i hope everyone i hope 
his his daughter makes it out of this okay because she was also injured in I think one of her his daughters were injured in the crash and I hope she makes it out of it okay because I don't want that family to lose more than one it already sucks to lose one uh, and yeah with that being said this has been a fun episode next week we I will be back I don't know if uh, Alex, no, I don't know if uh, Dylan or or Yannick will be back next week. What's but... he doing on this show? Huh? <laughs> Are there Stardom Quest crossover? Is that what we're going for? Oh, I saw a message of him in in the Discord server and <laughs> said that. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, I don't know if who's going to be back with me next week, but next week we will be talking about the Triangle Gate match in Kobe Sambo Hall this weekend, and we will preview uh, Yuji Hino versus Higuchi from DDT next. Okay. okay. And uh, I thank you for listening. Stay with us here on the Five Star Network, a great network that we always love. We have been the Dramatic Dream Dragons. And until next time, always be ready, wake up, and go. Bye bye. Wake up and go. Break out the light.